morning. Matt. Monsieur. <laughs> Bonjour, how are things? Uh, things are um, worryingly quiet around here. Usually oh, yeah? means someone's preparing for something big, so we'll see. <laughs> what kind of big thing could it be? Um, I don't know. Around here, you never know. Parade, spontaneous jazz band. There's all kinds of <laughs> possibilities. Excellent. It's like an Antonioni movie. Yeah. The carnival was then like flying through. Deep cuts there, by the way. Deep cinema studies cuts there. Oh, yeah. For our, any cinef cinephiles we have in the audience. Welcome to What the If. Welcome back to What the If, if you've been here before. We thank you for coming back. If you're new, this is the show where um, we take an idea, some kind of weird sci-fi idea or an odd scenario. We, we tweak one thing. We say, here's one th weird thing. Mm -hmm. And then we imagine the world where that weird thing is real, it exists, but everything else is as we know it. And so what in the world would that mean? Like we had a previous episode, if there were no gravity, what would happen? Mm -hmm. Everything else is scientific. In this way, we learn science, believe it or not. That's the plan. That's the plan. And, and uh, to help us with that is Professor Matt Stanley here from NYU and at NYU. That's right, physically and spiritually. Spiritually, yes. <laughs> and how do you describe yourself? Um, usually I'm a historian of science. So that means I uh, figure out how science actually works and then tell stories about it. Figures out how science works and tells stories about it. Yes, meaning you tell in telling stories, what would that be? Oh, I mean, say the story of uh, how Einstein solved particular problems in general relativity or how it came to be that Watson and Crick had exactly the data that they needed, meaning they stole it from Rosalind Franklin. So. Yeah, yeah. You actually, I would say you, you do that thing that, that uh, a lot of great science communicators do, which is take us there, put us in the time and get to watch and be feel it as it happens. Yeah, I think that's a lot more exciting than getting the uh, sanitized approved version afterwards. Right, right. So this show is fully unsanitized. <laughs> Germs everywhere. <laughs> not, not sanitized for your protection. There's no, we don't fold the first tissue paper, toilet paper in a triangle uh, and so forth. But, but it's not explicit. We don't go for the explicit tag. So That's all are welcome of all. I've actually, it's interesting. I've gotten a few, a uh, few different people have come, uh, asked me on Twitter before they listen, I guess, maybe they want to listen with their kids. Is this a show for all ages? Oh, interesting. Okay. And it is. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Ages. We might have the occasional, uh, uh, expletive for emphasis, but not much. Right. Right. I mean, if the kid knows what WTF means, <laughs> that's about the limit. <laughs> The limit of our that's, that's a reasonable standard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, intellect wise, I mean, if you were five or six or something, I'm not sure you'd necessarily be able to follow it, but uh, we still think it would be entertaining. We throw in some slapstick humor for those kids. Oh, yeah. As Disney would do. I am uh, Philip Shane, and I'm a documentary filmmaker. And 
it's, it's interesting, Matt, you mentioned Einstein. Matt and I met uh, when I was making a documentary for the History Channel about Einstein, which was cool. And uh, I've done a number of other science documentaries, but I also do all kinds of other kinds. But I love science, and I haven't mentioned it in a while, but uh, I describe myself as a geek. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. A nerd. I'll, I'll take it. But not a dweeb. The dweebs in school, they're the ones who got their backpacks ripped off and, you know. Yeah, and that, doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. Right? No. <laughs> now it all happens online. Yes. <laughs> Whatever the electronic equivalent of backpack ripping is. Exactly. Exactly. Your timeline gets hacked. Uh, what if the Earth were flat? This is a question. It, 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 it's something. Here's a question for you, Matt. Maybe. Why is it in the Why is it in the news? so much lately Uh, how did it become a fashion again people are talking about oh people believe in a flat earth um i think well one of the the weird side effects of the internet i think is that um it has this this leveling effect between people who know things and people who don't know things right and often that's a great benefit right that's it means, you know, information is widely accessible and the walls are much lower. Um, right. But it means essentially that if uh, some minor celebrity says something like the earth is flat uh, on Twitter, a couple hundred thousand people hear it and and start thinking about it. Whereas 25 years ago, the person would have just said it to whatever stoned friends were in the room with them. <laughs> right. Right? Dude, exactly. what if the world is flat? Uh, exactly. But now the same, the same sentiment can reach enormous numbers of people. I like that image. Basically, <laughs> the internet allows everyone to be, to be getting the secondhand smoke. Yep, I think that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That sounds about right. Um, you know, and particularly things like Twitter, the the fact that you're encouraged or even forced to not have a full thought just makes that worse. Right. Oh, interesting. Right. You have to say just the beginning of a thought. Right. (laughs) And then you you, suddenly that zero goes to minus one, minus two, minus three. And you're like, ah, now that they've doubled the character count from 140 to 280, Mm -hmm. you can have slightly longer thought. I'm I'm sure that will fix all of our science literacy problems. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly the world Mm -hmm. would be twice as as articulate. Um, But I think the Uh, flat earth also, um, you know, there's... uh, there are stories in American culture about the flat earth that we all hear early on. And that's usually some uh, Columbus myth, right? So everybody right, thought the world right. was flat until Columbus proved them wrong. Um, right. This is an important point yeah. to emphasize. I just, I just want to <laughs> pause on that and say most of us growing up, we, we hear that story and we just think, oh, yeah, it's a given. That everybody thought the earth was flat, but it's really not the case at all. I mean, when I finally saw Cosmos, the television show, uh, Carl Sagan introduced me and the audience to the idea that uh, people knew it before. Yeah, a long time. And and how how long did people know the earth was round? Well, it depends 
how you count and who you're willing to uh, count as you know people. Um, but essentially, good <laughs> 2,000 plus years ago, um, the Greeks right. at least knew the world was round um, and actually had a good estimate of uh, the size of the earth too, you know, within about a quarter of the modern value. Right. And who is the, um, who is the Greek scientist basically who, uh, do, you know, do you remember that Sagan mentions who does the experiment where he's able to figure out? Yeah. It's usually credited to uh, Eudoxus. So there's Eudoxus. this, yeah, this experiment where, you know, he's, so he's in mainland Greece. Um, and then he hears that there's a well in Alexandria that is in Egypt that at a certain day of the year, the sun shines directly down. So on that day, he sticks, you know, p- puts a stick in the ground in, I can't remember if it was, if it was in Athens or not, uh, but somewhere mm-hmm. near there. And the sun does not shine directly down on that stick. So it casts a little bit of a shadow. So he then knows the angle between Alexandria and Athens and he knows about how far away they are like by ship so then it's a fairly straightforward geometric calculation um, right so he knows he knows he is a certain number of miles from the well mm-hmm. where he knows the sun is shining straight down into that well right so he doesn't even have to go there he knows that that happens yeah and which is convenient because he has he can't get on the phone and say, "Okay, do you see it?" You know? <laughs> exactly. Maybe maybe there was an observer there just to confirm, but um, he is. Uh, sorry, did you say how far away he was? He might have well, been. across the Mediterranean, essentially. Across the Mediterranean, yeah. So mm-hmm. pretty sizable, and uh, he puts a stick in the ground and sees doesn't see, if the Earth were flat. Mm-hmm. Then that's right. Then on the same day that the sun was directly overhead in Alexandria, it would be directly overhead everywhere. And the stick would have no shadow. Right. Um, So the fact that uh, it does have a shadow uh, tells him and anyone who's who's looking at this um, that we're at some angle relative to the sun. And the most natural explanation for that would be that the world is round in between. Now, it's important to note, actually, that 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 does not demand a spherical Earth, but rather just that it's round in between Alexandria and Athens. So there's a there's a vision of the shape of the Earth that lasts a very long time um, in which the the world is round, but it's uh, shaped like they say Homer says it's shaped like a shield. Right. So kind of a, a round lump. Oh, but flat like a right like a shield like a round shield yep. that concave mm-hmm. um uh, so then there are you know limits to the earth and just there was a bottom it would be flat and so on um but right. that also explains that observation so it, you have to do an extra logical leap to say okay it's round in between alexandria and athens let's assume right. it's round all the way Right. right. And that's what, that's what Eudoxus did. Yeah, that's right, Eudoxus and many other uh, folks at the time. Um, Interesting. And, uh, you know, a couple centuries later, sort of, you know, second century AD or so, um, Ptolemy, one of the great Greek astronomers, writes his massive book, The Geography, um, in which he, you know, invents latitude and longitude and based on the premise of uh, 
around Earth, figures out, you know, where Britain is relative to, to Greece. Um, and it's an extraordinary book. I think one of the things I find most interesting about it is that he's keenly aware he only knows about a tiny chunk of the surface right. of the Earth, right? And then there's all this stuff out there that's just unknown, right? doesn't, doesn't know what's there. Right, 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 right. In fact, the interesting thing about science is that um, a lot of it, it, it's often based on learning a bit of data, mm -hmm. seeing, seeing an observation in one relatively quite small part of the whole scheme of things and theorizing that everything else, you know, that this continues. Right. Th that this mm -hmm. is, if I saw this, then therefore... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Let's then you, you, you generalize or you make inferences from the one case to, to larger cases. Um, right. And that's, yeah, so that's the, so the Greeks are able to measure, uh, make a good estimate of the size of the earth. Um, even without a precise measurement like Eudoxus had, um, most, let's see here, most seafaring civilizations mm. guessed that the surface of the earth was curved um, because of the simple thing that uh, as a ship sails away from you, the bottom of the ship disappears over the horizon first and then right. the middle of the mast and then the top of the mast. So you can actually see the curve of the earth um, occluding the ship you're looking at. Right. So as a general rule, like landlocked civilizations don't figure this out. For a long time and maritime civilizations do oh interesting right because i was going to say that you know it's possible if you use the land metaphor that well that's just a hill yep that's right or you know that's a ridge or something mm -hmm. that eventually you go over but i imagine at sea you would see that you see that you would observe ships going down 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 yep. a lot mm -hmm. And in all different places. Yep. And things so like as you're sailing towards land, you see the tip of the mountain before you see the bottom of the mountain. Oh, right. Um, right so right. it works in reverse, too. Right. So let's imagine the Earth is flat. Yeah. What the if? Mm -hmm. And this is what we do for those of you who are new. We're basically going to say what if, but we put a the in the middle because... Um, it's so crazy an idea and we're, it makes us very, uh, uppity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the if, um, what the, if the earth were flat, mm -hmm. that would mean, first of all, it'd be very easy. One thing we can say right off the bat is that the ships would not, you know, ships at sea as they sailed away from you would not disappear appear in that way, they would just get smaller, smaller, smaller. Yep, smaller. that's right. So essentially there would be no horizon. So the, the thing that we call the horizon, you know, the furthest thing you can see is essentially mm -hmm. is caused by the curvature of the earth. Um, so if there was no curvature, then as you say, everything would just get, look smaller the further away it goes. Um, right. But there would never be a moment at which you could, if you pulled out a telescope, you could always see anything on the earth. I could see Mongolia from here. Oh, wow. Right. right. But with enough magnification, right. you would see yeah. everything. That's interesting. Now, it, it strikes me that uh, it's interesting that if you were on, uh, let's say you were an ancient seafaring civilization and you're on a, an ancient seafaring person mm -hmm. and you're on your uh, ship, 
and sailing around, uh, maybe Polynesia or something. Mm -hmm. And some of your buddies are out there further away going off exploring. That the very first time you or anyone in your civilization, society, saw that happen, you would probably think they fell off the edge. Uh, that would be, I think, a totally reasonable inference the very first time um, and right. probably gave rise to some panic. Yeah. And interestingly, both <laughs> a little bit of Einstein here, <laughs> basic relativity, mm -hmm. crude relativity, the, both groups of ancient seafaring uh, explorers or fishermen would panic at the same time about each other mm -hmm. because at the same moment, the one that we were watching go over the edge the guys on that boat are looking back and seeing us disappear over the edge. Yeah, that's right. And I should say, I oh, would actually, not, but see, that wouldn't make sense. I, I right? would not expect the panic to last very long, right? Because right. The, it's a gradual thing. Um, and most adults mm -hmm. have object permanence, right? Uh, uh -huh. So, so pretty quick, we, they start asking the question of uh, why is that? Why does it look like he's disappearing? Um, and what would be what would be a reasonable explanation for that? Uh, and that seems to be what people did. Right? I don't know if anybody ever got really upset about the going over the horizon. Well, in fact, you you could do an interesting. I imagine you could almost expand your observation quite quickly to something much larger by the guys who just went away from us. They went, they sailed, they sailed, they sailed, and they went over the horizon and we saw them go down and down. And then we might think, you know, the most incorrect we could be is to say, well, maybe that's a curve or that's a hill. Mm -hmm. For some reason they went down and maybe there's a giant, you know, dip there yep. in the flat earth. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then they come back and we tell them about that and they're like, no, we didn't. Nope, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. It was as flat <laughs> as can be fine. the whole time. You, it looked like you guys went down. And so if we, if you were not moving, they would say to us, yeah. you weren't moving. Let's say you were even on, they were looking, we were, we hadn't left the beach yet. Mm -hmm. You know, we had not sailed. So they would see us going down. They would know that this was some optical illusion or. Yeah. I think if you've it. got experience walking over a hill, you can, you can figure out how that works without too much trouble. Mm. I think, right? mm -hmm. um, and then, so these people, yeah, these people who are believing in a flat earth now, if they actually exist, right. maybe, maybe they don't even, either they don't have object permanence <laughs> or they've not walked over a hill yet. They really, they need to get out. They need to get off the internet mm -hmm. and go out. And, yeah. And you know, you know there aren't, I, I haven't seen a lot of, um, let's see here, fully formed arguments for a flat earth out there. Usually it's some variation of, if the earth is round, why can't I see the curve? Right. So there's right. this expectation that it should be intuitively obvious just by looking. Um, and the answer to that is, of course, just that the, the earth is so large that the curvature can't be easily seen from your, you know, your six foot high eyes. Right. Right. But as right. you go higher, if you've ever flown, they say very high uh, in an aircraft on a clear day, you can see the curve quite easily. Yes. Right. Even there, it would take a little bit of intuition. Yep. You still got to make an inference. Yeah. From right. I think, though, that the, <laughs> the thing that makes it almost impossible to push this theory today would be that the view from, you know, astronauts both in orbit and even more so the ones who went to the moon or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's obvious it's round yeah. and uh, people 
if you say, well, you're only seeing part of the disc, but you can see a change and all that sort of stuff. But what if it was? Fine? Yeah. So, so, let's hear. so that's, um, so that would, uh, the first question we'd have to settle is, is there an edge? All right. So if it's flat, right. like a dinner plate, right. then, well, this is two possibilities, right? There's either an edge or there's no edge. So if there's no right. edge, that means it's an infinite plane and right. the universe is very different than we think. Uh, right. If there are edges, then the question would be, what's it like at that edge? Um, the, here's a fascinating thing. If it had no edge, mm-hmm. I hadn't even considered that possibility, then it would, um, so it goes off basically, let's just say infinitely in all directions. It's just flat. For some reason, we live on this mm-hmm. incredibly flat. Yeah, why not? surface right the sun coming up and going down Mm -hmm. would really be a i mean that would be more difficult to explain more Mm mind-bending than what yeah (laughs) that's right in fact that's one of the arguments that uh ptolemy the greek astronomer i referred to before um that's one of the arguments he makes for around earth so he says you can see the sun go up and down and it's clearly going around us so because and then all the stars do the same right so if everything moves in a perfect circle around us of course we're a circle too right this this kind of aesthetic argument right although did anyone say well our flat surface could be turning Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And but then it couldn't be infinite, as as you were just saying, right? Because the oh, sun right. has to right. have some place where it goes around. Right? I love the idea of the image of that the sun at some point goes through the earth. Yeah, that's right. And that would be a fascinating place to go visit, right? That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> a little dangerous. A little dangerous. Yep. Don't get too close to the edge. But well worth it. <laughs> yeah. it now to- now let's say that it's um it's interesting talking about edges because whenever in my whole life, whenever I've imagined the flat earth, the thing that has immediately grabbed me for some reason mm-hmm. is uh, spooky and interesting and fascinating and compelling is that there is an edge. And then the question is how thick is the, ed- how yep. thick is yeah, the, that's earth? important. And I was thinking for this uh, scenario, let's say that uh, first of all, let's, the grav. Let's say the grav. Everything. Remember what, what we do here is we try to say everything else is exactly as it is, mm-hmm. as, as our world is. And so let's say that the gravity is the same. So if the gravity were still one g, as we say, then the mass of this disc would uh, kind of like a wheel, or you know, like a what do they call that? A stone wheel that you grind things on. Oh, like a. Uh- Quern, Miller's millstone, yeah. millstone, okay, yeah. you know, and that the mass of that would have to be the same. Yeah. So this is where it gets, uh, it turns out, um, there, there, you so be there are some problems with vectors here, which I'll explain. In okay. A minute. <laughs> so vectors. like you say, right now, both you and I are feeling, um, one G of gravity. That's, you know, the, right. the magnitude of gravity. And the reason we feel one G and not 2G or half a G, uh, is because the Earth has a certain amount of mass, right? There's a certain amount of stuff under our feet. Um, And we're all, and gravity pulls towards the center of the Earth. Um, So that's why both we and Australians can stay on the Earth. 
because down is just towards the center of the earth, right? Um, right. So Otherwise, they would really, their uh, arms would be very strong. Well, that's right. And I should say Australians are on. very strong people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Because they have to to fight off the alligators and the drop bears and things. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, So shout out, shout out to our Australian (laughs) listeners. I think we have a number of them actually. The, so this, um, so if there was more stuff under our feet, then we would experience more than one G, right? Or if you hacked off half of the earth, it would be half a G, right? So so the the amount of gravity feels just a measure of how much stuff there is. Um, right. And the fact that the Earth is round means that we're all pulled towards the center. So right. if we've got the millstone-shaped Earth, um, it gets a little weird because now there's no uh, there's no point that's equidistant from all points on the surface of the Earth. Right. So right now, right. you know, New York right. and Australia are equidistant from the center, so we feel the same gravity. Um, but on the millstone, if you're uh, say if you're right in the center, then you'll feel gravity pulling straight down. But if you're, right. oh, because you're surrounded by the same amount of, of stuff on each side. But if you go right. to the edge, all of a sudden you have a lot of mass, say, to your right and no <laughs> mass to your left. So that yeah. means you're going to be getting pulled. You'll get pulled down a little bit, but you'll also be pulled to the right. So you'll have to kind of lean as you go yeah. or you would fall off well or, no or no no you would feel that the gravity would be just yeah. as strong as just the direction yeah, exactly so this is the we oh, in physics weird. we call this the vector sort of the direction in which a force is acting right. so that's right so it's the same quantity it's still 1g but it's no longer straight down at all points on the earth <laughs> this would be so weird so <laughs> right instead of being the one thing that would be curved is everything on this flat surface, like theoretically, trees, for instance, trees in the center mm-hmm. would grow straight up, meaning perpendicular to the surface. Right. There'd be a 90 degree mm-hmm. angle between the tree and, and the ground. But as you move towards the edge, the trees would be tilting further and further. Yeah, until toward the ground. That's right. There would be some finite angle. Um, but sorry, so you could measure where you were on the earth by the angle of the trees which would be very interesting. And the, (laughs) to walk around on this earth would be, I'm going to guess that we would have wound up uh, quadrupeds. And it'd be hard to stand up on this. Yeah, it would be, it would be tricky um, because presumably we'd have to evolve some structure that could change directions. Right. Cause it's right. not like we can just have our left legs shorter than our right to, to compensate right. for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think, but, but if we were four legged, let's just say mm-hmm, that sure. we, we'd be more balanced. Yeah, that's we could, we could handle it. I mean, it'd be weird, but. Yeah, I think I'd actually, you know, I would say it would be, I'd prefer to have stayed arboreal. That is staying in the trees rather than coming down to the ground. Uh, oh, because right. if you're used to just hanging from the tree, then that experience will be the same everywhere on the earth, right? Because right. down is down can just be along the trunk of the tree. Um, so you might have stayed in the tree, though. All yeah. it takes is one group somewhere. Yeah, to ruin it for everybody. To yeah. come down, and then it's like chaos because they start coming up your tree. Mm-hmm. And, 
you got to shake the coconuts and you run out of coconuts. And even, this is interesting because like all the time I've ever, you know, thought about the flat earth, imagined it, never considered that this weird thing about the trees and, and gravity. Of this. So, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So let's say that what it is, is it's um, um, the circumference of the earth, the real earth, mm -hmm. I believe is 25,000 miles. That's right. And so if you were to squish it, <clears throat> so the, into a flat disc, then there would be a 12,000, 12 and a half thousand mile, uh, 12,500 mile. Uh, well, diet. so it's, it's a little complicated because what you need to preserve well, the, the total volume of the amount of rock there. Um, right. So we have to do a quick conversion of calculating the total volume of the earth as a sphere and then right. and change that into a cylinder. And I can't do that in my head, unfortunately. Right, 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 right. So in fact, we could say that if, if there were no thickness at all, mm -hmm. then you would have um, 12,500 miles diameter on both sides. Or, you know, this one disc. Yeah, yeah, if you just, yeah, if you just want to squash the earth without, without preserving. But now volume. we're going to go back and sort of uh, add thickness to that mm -hmm. and uh, i suppose so. and that thickness could be it wouldn't matter what that thickness is it's simply that on this world we were creating that um the thicker it is the smaller the diameter of the flat circle you live on mm -hmm. um so be, be, eventually it could become more like a cylinder if you were looking at it from afar yeah, that's right uh, and we right. we would live on let's say one we live on the end of a cylinder. Yep. The, the top of the soda can. Yeah. Right. Now, but you know what? Would that still count? Would the flat earth people, uh, flat earthers, mm -hmm. consider that flat earth? Well, I, I don't that's think a good they would. question, actually. I don't know what the, I don't know if there's a party line on this question because oh, as, there's a party there, <laughs> because <laughs> as you say, you can have a flat surface that's quite thick like a, a, a cylinder or a soda can. Um, right. So I don't know if they demand it being thin like a dinner plate or a Frisbee. Right. Um, right. Because those would be, those would be difficult to tell apart from observations. I guess gravity would be the, the natural. I'm, I'm going to guess this, that the, that the flat, someone who's a flat earther mm -hmm. is not going to, Have the intellect? I don't want to be that. You know, I don't want that to. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> Wouldn't have the understanding of geometry, maybe, or something that, uh, or topology, maybe you call. It. Anyway, to think about things like an infinitely thin flat disk, you know, blah, blah, blah. like they're just saying it's flat. It's flat, and I actually think I'm going to guess that flat earthers would be okay with the wheel or millstone type thing mm -hmm. where it's. Flat on two ends, and there's a thickness, straight edge. Yeah. By the way, the, did you, you've seen the movie Dark City? Yes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm not going to do any spoilers, <laughs> but if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. There is there's a image in that movie that's just like whoa. That's a little bit like this. So the trees, the gravity changes as you go out towards the edge. Mm -hmm. Then there's a question of what's in the meat. 
<laughs> what's in the thick part. Mm-hmm. And this <laughs> makes me think of, you know, in the, in the um, Simpsons, they often do this funny thing where they have a scene taking place in an apartment or something. And then they want to, the camera is going to go down to the apartment below mm-hmm. and show you something happening there. Okay. And uh, like, for instance, I don't know, there's an old lady in an apartment and her bathtub is overflowing and the water is going down. And then they're going to, the camera's going to go down through the floor, yeah. then through the ceiling of the apartment below. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see Homer there or whatever, <laughs> whatever's happening. But when they do that, and they do it a lot over the years, I'm sure you know many people have noticed, mm-hmm. if you freeze frame, we would have freeze framed the VHS tape. No or now, however it is, if you pause, they always put funny things in between. Oh, kind of in between? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, there's like a rat, there's the, I don't know, aliens. So in this yeah. thing, it couldn't be solid, right? Well, I don't see why not. No. <laughs> I mean, solid, I'm sorry, I mean solid, but there are still volcanoes. Well, right? so the geology of a flat earth is an interesting question. Um, so it's hard to have, say, continental drift and subduction if there's edges to the earth. Um, so yeah. So why is, I don't know, that would, that would be, um, a, so it's at the very least we know that there's some molten layer. Yeah. Okay. So there's a molten layer inside. Um, you see the kind of fundamental force of geology on our earth is that all the, there's the rock cycle, right? Material gets churned up, right? Comes up to the surface. It does some geology stuff and then gets sucked under again. Um, and that would be hard, hard to be imagined how that process would work on the flat earth. Um, well, it would have to, it, it, it it would be that the earth formed and this is, this is not at all likely, but I suppose it's possible that, you know, planets form by first a grain of dust and then more and then more and more and more accumulates. Right. And it gathers together that if somehow this formed under a spinning, incredibly fast spinning process, I mean, we're here on the edge of yeah. logic, but yeah, you still wouldn't get a proper cylinder, but you could imagine an extended shape somehow. Um, yeah, there's going to be mechanical stability problems, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Let's say that's okay. That's a, <laughs> instead of earthquake. This, this here's another fascinating, mm-hmm. bizarre, crazy thing. Instead of like, well, maybe there are earthquakes and whatever because you know things happen. This thing sort of is not stable, mm-hmm. and so it. But it's it it's lasted four billion years, long enough for. You know, everything we know to have grown on it. However, occasionally a piece of it flies off. (laughs) We all have days like that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like, by the way, the moon would have to be there. And so the moon, for instance, there would be tides in this disc. Well, yeah. So the tides, for instance, if if there's an edge, um, the tides could well just pull the ocean right over the edge each time the moon goes around. Right. <laughs> so, the, oh, and then you get this tremendous, like insane rain. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
hellish, heavy waterfall yeah, from the not, sky on a, the other side. Actually, it might be more like um, an endless tsunami just yeah. going around. It goes around right, right, <laughs> again and again and again. Um, and that would be just here. Like, it comes again. <laughs> Yeah, once a month. Run away! Right? It comes around, right. smashes you. Right. And by the way, I think in this universe that the um, the moon would also be a disc. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's reasonable. It's. Um, I mean, if discs are how things go in this. Yeah, it's true. It's like in a Lego universe, everything is made out of bricks. In this universe, right. everything right. is cylinders and discs. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. So there's going to be some gravitational stability problems there. Um, and does. Does the moon the moon disk then rotate such that we always see the circle, or does it get edge on sometimes so we can see just the the edge of it? Um, you get a different set right. of moon so phases. If it were like it is now, for instance, here's another interesting thing that I think a lot of people don't know. We think the moon doesn't that the we always see the same face of the moon, right. but in fact. It actually, we, we don't, we s slightly see a little bit more on the, it's not perfect. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there's this little, the moon does this little wobble such that we can right. peek around its edges slightly as it goes. Right. Um, so you would yeah. see that you would see the, you know, the flat sides mm -hmm. of that yep. disc. And uh, that would actually maybe be the first indication for the scientists on this world mm -hmm. who have, you know, while they're on there <laughs> hiding from the tsunami. Or, hell, that surfing on that would be incredible. That would be pretty crazy. Yeah. Surfing the tsunamis mm -hmm. of the flat Earth. Um, anyway, but, but they see, hey, we, we see that the moon has a, a thickness to it, a straight edge. So we're going to guess that our planet does too. Yeah, that's right. Kind of interesting. They make the same kind of analogical reasoning that, say, Eudoxus did. Right, right. Now, here's another weird thing about the edge is that with the gravity, when you got to the edge and you want to go around the corner, let's say, uh, yeah, to the disc, uh, sorry, to the edge side, mm -hmm. the gravity would still hold you, right? Like it you would. literally yep. could walk around be... the corner. Yeah. Um, that would be really. That's right. And then once place. you get onto the edge, the part that is curved on the cylinder, then right. it gets back to more like our world, right? Because then you've oh, you've got curved. you've got a horizon. You could walk all the way around and come back to the same place again. Um, right. Yeah. So these, I would say, these folks would get pretty good at um, three dimensional geometry early on. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's a perfect place to stop, by the way, that when you get to the edge and you walk around the side, suddenly you're on a round surface. However, it would only be however wide that is, right? which is pretty wild. I think that there's there's going to be a lot of tourism <laughs> places that... Yeah, the edge. Go to the edge. Yeah, you know? and I, I should say, I think the I saw a meme on the, the internet of um, pointing out that the best evidence that the Earth is not flat is that cats have not knocked everything off the edge. <laughs> and that sounds totally right to <laughs> oh me. Oh my God. Right? My cat would have just brilliant. herded everything <laughs> off the edge. Uh, yes. uh, it's so funny you say that because just before the show, uh, my cat was doing exactly that. <laughs> 
knocking something, lots of things off the edge. Greeting cards in particular. You know, we just, you know, we have holidays coming up. So we have all these uh, greeting cards, uh, birthday cards uh, lined up uh, yeah. and boom, 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 boom. She just loves to knock them off the <laughs> edge of the earth. Yeah, it's very satisfying. It makes a nice thwack. Well, then that means actually, okay, I'm just going to end it here. Fast forward, cats rule this planet. Cats are the uh, Yes, I think that's probably right. They're the, the terrifying keepers. Because they knocked people off. <laughs> <laughs> and they can, you know, they have no problem running up and down the trees, the crazy trees. and Exactly, yeah. And all right. that kind of stuff. So, um, cool. I'll be honest, you know, when we started, Flat Earth is such a common idea. I thought, well, we start to explore this. It might be familiar. It'd be interesting just to talk about. I had no idea this. So, see, when you stick to science as best as you can, really weird things happen. And I'll just say that that is how the world really is. That science does open, like, you know, some Einstein came up with a theory of uh, space-time, a fabric of space-time, and it predicted black holes. Mm-hmm. They say, look, if this is if this is how it is, and we stick to this logic, then um, like his gimme in a way was space time, or you know, his what the if was, what the if. So is this space time Very cool. Very cool. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this journey. And uh, be careful. Be careful out there on the edge. On the edge, yeah. For our listeners on the edge. And by the way, the people in Australia, you know, who live on the other disc. Uh, I hope things are okay down there. Yeah, let us, Maybe let the us cats, know. Right. Yeah, let us know. Maybe, the, you know, if, uh, if like our Earth, there's less land on that side, maybe the cats have not taken it to your world. However, I apologize for the tsunami <laughs> No, their, their, their tsunami comes our way more than... No, it's just, a, it's just a disaster. What a crazy world. As always, be thankful for your round earth. Yeah, that's right. Hug, you hug your round earth to them. <laughs> hug, your, hug your round earth and your straight bird trees. Love them. And, and be grateful that uh, when you stand up, gravity pulls you straight down. And because of the... Because you can't see the curve of the earth. However, you can see that everyone looks to you like they're standing straight up. <laughs> and so you flat earthers would have to be people that walk at a weird tilt. Uh, yeah, and that's how you can spot flat earthers. Is you, you see them constantly getting ready for that shift in <laughs> right. gravity. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, kudos to them for sticking to the logic of their Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Consistency. To our listeners, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this this exploration. Uh, every week we do this, we go off into some bizarre fantasy land. A little bit of the secondhand smoke that comes from the internet, you know, whatever take whatever it takes to, to fire our imagination and help us learn real facts. Because that's yeah. Please go to iTunes. Help us grow the show. The show is growing every week, which is fantastic. We get more and more people listening from all over our round earth. But if you can go to iTunes and leave us a review, five stars, awesome. If you can write a few words, that's great too. And we really want to hear from you. Comments, critiques, ideas. 
you know what yeah take, sure. take the ideas further we, we really bear, it's always interesting to me too how we don't get that far a lot of times because the ideas there's so much in them so take them further and uh, suggestions for other what the ifs what are things you have always imagined we'd love to hear from you and you know what just write us feedback at what the if.com is the email feedback to what the if.com just tell us you're listening because we don't know i mean we know kind of numbers sometimes but <laughs> it's, it's yeah, this it's weird number you're probably more interesting than a, than a bizarre number lastly go to our website what the if.com you can learn about us two crazy round earthers and um you can see See, you can see, you can see, and listen to all our previous episodes, and subscribe. You'll get it every week. Thank you all for listening, Matt. Thank you, thank you for taking us on this journey. Right, it's very, Anytime. very helpful. You're a fine, ancient Polynesian fisherman. <laughs> Kudos to you. Folks. Kudos to you. All right, everybody. We'll see you. We'll we'll see you in our minds. We'll talk to you. You'll hear us. We'll meet again and do another imaginary journey next week on what? The. the... <laughs>